Hello, my sexy listeners, and welcome to the Forbidden Fruit. I'm Michelle, your host and guide on this journey through a fulfilling and healthy sexual journey. This podcast is a platform where we have a place to feel comfortable discussing the things that make us uncomfortable. A forum where we discuss the unnatural stigmas surrounding sex and the human body in a fun, healthy, natural way. Each episode, we will discuss the uncomfortable and sexy topic of sex and everything that it surrounds. We're going to have fun. We're going to share thoughts. We're going to learn together and get comfortable on one topic that makes us uncomfortable. So buckle up because we're about to embark on a journey of discovery, growth, and passion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Forbidden Fruit. I'm your host, Michelle, and today we have a very special guest joining us in the studio, none other than Robin Caven, your integrative nutrition health coach. Robin is a passionate advocate for holistic health and wellness, and she brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to the table as a dietitian. She has dedicated her career to helping individuals achieve their health and wellness goals through a balanced approach and now as an integrative nutrition health coach. In today's episode, we'll delve into Robin's journey, her expertise in integrative nutrition in relation to sexual function, and how she empowers her clients to make positive and sustainable changes in their lives to have better intimate connections. Whether you're looking to enhance your overall well-being, improve your nutrition, or simply gain some valuable insights into a healthier lifestyle to connect better with your partner, this episode is sure to be a source of inspiration and practical advice. So, without further ado, let's dive right in to discuss how the various bodily systems impact sexual or reproductive health and let's welcome Robin Caven, your integrative nutrition health coach, to the show. Robin, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Michelle. It's so great to be here. Thanks Absolutely. <laughs> so let's let's just dive right in. Okay, good. Well, I know that sexual health is one of your passions in life. <laughs> yes, it is. And you know, people automatically think, well, okay, I'm having problems in that sort of area. What can I do? You know, is there a supplement that I can take to improve that aspect of my life? And as an integrative nutrition health coach, my approach really is very holistic because we know that every system in our bodies are interconnected. You can't sort of just put something in a box and, you know, only focus on that one area because everything is connected with one another. Absolutely. And as you said, you know, people look at ways, easy ways to improve certain aspects of their sexual being. And of course, there's so many things on the market that you can buy, so many different kinds of pills. But all of those things I feel are just a cover up and not getting to the actual problem, getting to the root of the problem that can help you not just in that department, but many other things 
in your physical and mental well-being. A hundred percent. You hit the nail on the head. It's about looking for the root, the root cause. The root cause. And sometimes there, there are a couple of root causes, but the point is that, you know, we are holistic beings and we have to approach our health holistically, which means from so many different angles. Holistic health means, you know, that you're looking not just at your physical health, but your other dimensions of health, which are your mental health, your emotional health, and your spiritual health. Because if you neglect those dimensions of your health, it makes absolutely no difference what you're going to do physically in terms of what you're eating, how you're exercising, what supplements you're taking. Those will not make any difference if you're not looking after your other dimensions of health. And I've seen that personally in my own life. Yeah, absolutely. Like, for example, if somebody takes a pill to help them in one area of their well-being, mm -hmm. I feel like that pill and the chemicals in that specific pill will cause another part of the well-being to decline. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying all pills are bad. I'm mm -hmm. just saying pills, they're made with chemicals. Mm -hmm. And a lot of time it can help you in one area, but then it makes another area worse. Yeah. So I'd love to talk about with your experience, how somebody can do things to make their well-being a little bit better in what areas holistically and where does somebody start? What's the first step? Well, I think that that's actually a really good question to ask um, in that people need to be empowering themselves. Um, a lot of people know what they need to do. There's so much information out there in this this day and age i mean you can you can go onto the internet there are so many different sources and there are so many credible sources as well okay and that's that's also pretty key you know, right but how do sources. you know it's credible but okay well there are ways to find out if it's credible but the thing is is that yes people can access a lot of these resources but is that necessarily going to make the difference to their health is it about information or rather transformation it's i think how both, you use that information both but i think i think what i do for example yeah is i'll get a bunch of information i'll try to do too many things at once like i don't take baby steps yeah. i just want to get to my goal and i just do all these things and I do too many at one time. Yeah. And then I get discouraged because I can't do them all. And then I say, okay, this is just not <laughs> going to work. Right. So I, do you think that taking baby steps, one thing at a time yes. where you feel comfortable doing this. And when you do this, then you can add another thing. That's probably a better way. A hundred percent. But on the other hand, you know, every person is an individual as well what works for one person doesn't work for someone else right we are what we call what i call bio individual so for instance like your way of eating works for you but it doesn't necessarily work for the next person Correct. so what i do is i teach people how to listen to themselves how to trust themselves and trust their own intuition and most people have already done a lot of research. Most people have already seen health professionals in the past and they've received a lot of information. 
but it's what they've done with that information that's that's the key because they don't know what what has actually spoken to them what rings true for them so i help them to delve into it you know um and find out you know what is going to work for them so that's that's just a little bit like i mentioned to you you know that's just kind of one one aspect of your health the physical when we're talking about sexual or reproductive health i think a lot of people automatically think like oh you know like erectile dysfunction oh i've got to take the blue pill you know right. i've got to resort to chemicals you right. know in order to fix the problem um but why don't you actually start with something on top of your shoulders <laughs> something what between you your, between your ears you know what is that right <laughs> that is that is the most sexual organ in your body is your brain right you know and and let's actually start looking at um mental health um or as i like to refer to it really as brain health because a healthy brain means that your body is going to be functioning in a healthy way you're going to be behaving in a healthy way Right, but the blue pill makes yeah. your brain very happy. Of course. <laughs> I mean, there's a time and a place, so, you know? What do you mean by that? You, because that is, but that's like a quick, easy thing. But sometimes that's also really bad because it causes many other things. But when you're talking about brain health, how do we start with that? Okay, so that's that's a good point. And really what what I want to do is I want people to kind of reframe in their minds when I say mental health, mental health is brain health. And, you know, if there is any anxiety or they do have issues with depression, you know, if you're going to reframe it and say, okay, actually I'm going to approach this from the point of, I need to um, improve the health of my brain then your um your shame you know and your guilt goes out the window and you've got more compliance and more forgiveness and more compassion towards yourself same as if you were a diabetic for instance you know you you're not going to feel shame because oh you've got to take medication or you've got to eat in a certain way or you've got to exercise regularly because you are helping to balance out your blood glucose levels you know you have a medical condition same thing you know you need to look after your brain so that it's going to function optimally right so that you can feel good about what you're doing and what you're wanting because it really all starts from me as a person inside of me, because I can't, I can't be good for my partner mm -hmm. and do things that will make my partner feel good if I don't feel good about myself, Right. because it will, it will somehow come up when I'm trying to make my partner happy and yes. I'm not happy, then it's not going to be a good situation. So it really comes down to learning ways to make our mental health positive and work with our mental health so that we can be better for our partners. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, when our brains work right, we work right and we're happier individuals. We also make better decisions overall when we have a healthy brain. 
do you know that your brain actually uses 20 to 30% of the calories that you take in? And that's pretty mind blowing. <laughs> Excuse the pun. How do I get it to get a hundred percent of my calories on a daily basis? So you know, and what? I'd be really skinny. <laughs> Tell me, Robin, can you make that happen? <laughs> you know, like I mean, think about that. It 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 consumes a lot of your calories. So if you think about, you know, if you're going to eat right, you're going to feel right, and you're going to act right as well. Think about that. So we've got to look at how we can best care for our brains, ultimately. And there are many very practical, simple things that we can do, both okay. in our lifestyle, um, in our diets. There's so many things that we can do. So what kind of things can you recommend for somebody who is just starting and listening to this podcast and saying, okay, you're right. I really need to do something about it what would be the couple first steps that somebody can take to try to help their mental brain health start going in a positive direction? Okay. So I think number one is asking yourself, how good do I sleep? How well do I sleep? Okay. Do I get quality sleep? They have found in research, there was actually a really good trial that was done or sorry a good study that was done where they found that teenagers who had one hour less sleep a night okay just one hour it's not a huge amount one hour less sleep a night had an increased incidence of depression and suicide wow just one hour one hour wow. it's you know sleep is so important for us as humans um when we're sleeping our brains are pretty much detoxifying you're, you're processing your thoughts, but your brain is also getting rid of toxins as well. So sleep is very, very important. Not just the quantity, but the quality. So sleep is where I would start initially. I've learned through a lot of my research and hiring health coaches that even getting a good night's sleep relates to diseases also, where you have a yep. less chance of getting cancer, getting, you know, deadly diseases. If you get good night's sleep, it's so important for your whole body as a whole. A hundred percent. They've they've found over and over again, there are many diseases. You have increased risk for many, many di different diseases when you are not getting enough sleep, when you're sleep deprived. What do you think about ways of helping to get to sleep, to have a better night's sleep. I've learned that guided meditation has helped me personally to actually fall asleep. Because when I go to sleep, my mind is racing with all the things that I have to do tomorrow. Did I finish all the things today? Did I help this customer? Did I do this? Are my kids ready for school tomorrow? <laughs> Just yeah. all these things start racing in my head yeah. when it's time to sleep and I cannot calm down. So what I started doing was listening to guided meditation. Mm. And I feel that that's helped me so much because I give myself that 20 minutes. And in that 20 minutes, I really have learned to teach my brain to shut down and I fall asleep better. That's helped me a lot. 
Michelle, that's a beautiful thing. I think that so many listeners are going to learn so much just from that. Yeah. Because what you're doing there is you are actually practicing self-care. Absolutely. And you have to find which guided meditation. It took me a while to learn which one I like, Mm -hmm. which one I felt better with falling asleep. I listened to a lot of them. I even got to a point where like, okay, this is stupid. Guided meditation. And then... I just found one that I love and I listen to it all the time. And then I've learned to actually allow myself to start listening to ones that I don't like. Because just because you think you don't like it right away, as you start learning what you like, you'll go back to the ones you thought you didn't like and you'll realize that they're not so bad. Yeah. No, I mean, seriously, meditation is, is an amazing technique for helping to calm the mind and Absolutely. it can be used for many different things one of them being calming the mind for you know for going to sleep yeah um there's something called sleep hygiene um, which encompasses a lot of different aspects um like for instance making sure that the room is really dark that you've got say block out curtains or block out blinds um, that you don't have any technology in the room uh, that you don't watch TV, you know, within an hour or so of going to bed, blocking out blue light. Yeah. Um, even mm-hmm. my husband, mm-hmm. the TV in our room, even when it's off, mm-hmm. there's a little red light yeah. at the bottom of the screen yeah. that's shining. Does that irritate you? Not me, but my oh. husband. <laughs> And I have to unplug the TV every single night because he can't sleep with that one little light. Amazing. And when I met him for many years, I used to say, that's stupid. One little light cannot affect you. But then when I actually started doing it with him, like plugging the TV out of the outlet, I actually realized it was amazing. And now Mm -hmm. when that little light is on, it aggravates me. You notice because I learned to sleep in the complete darkness. Right. It's so important. And yeah. also unplugging the TV and not having your phone in the room. Right. Those things are so good for your brain. Yes. Because all those EMFs and technology is really damaging us. Yeah. And when it's not in your room next to your head. Yeah. When you shut all that off, mm-hmm. even you could turn the Wi-Fi off mm-hmm. in the house, mm-hmm. that's even better. But mm-hmm. that's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> not many people want to put that effort in. But yeah. just doing those little things, yeah. not keeping the phone in the room next to you, next to your mm-hmm. head. Yeah. And blackout, like you said, complete yeah. pitch darkness. That's also, such an awesome thing. It is. And those are practical things that people can do. Um you know, another practical thing is, like you said, you have a lot of thoughts that are running through your mind and that stops you from going to sleep. You know, some people find that journaling really helps them. Um, and it's it's a very successful thing, you know, where people, they just write down what is going on in their, in their minds and just putting it down on paper already makes them feel less stressed. That is amazing. You actually taught me that. And I started doing that. And right before I go to bed, before I do my guided meditation, I started writing down everything that's going through my head. Mm -hmm. And it's been amazing because now, you know, you get all those thoughts out on paper, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things that you don't want to forget about is written. 
So the next morning when I wake up, it's going to be their rinse. So it helps me to be able to listen to my guided meditation with less stress. And then I know I wake up in the morning with all the things that I was thinking about that I had to do. And I even in the morning when I wake up, I write things down that maybe I forgot or that came up in the middle of the night for me. Yeah. In the morning, I get up, I sit by the edge of my bed and I start writing whatever else I need to write down. And it helps me before I have to get my kids ready for school because I know all those things are written down. And that for me has seriously changed my life. Awesome. That's an amazing exercise. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it encompasses two things. On the one hand, it's it's putting down your to-do list, you know, which for some people, like for me, it irritates me. I have to put down my to-do list because I just feel I'm going to forget it. You know, right. if I don't have it down on paper or in my phone, things that I know I need to get done, um, that really helps me. On the other hand, you know, just people's, like your thoughts, your ideas, like your your thoughts about yourself, maybe, or about your life, or, you know. Like how, a diary. Kind of, yeah, in a way. Or, you know, even if, if some of those are like negative thoughts, you know, negative self-talk. Um, you know, if you have any of those thoughts, and most people do, let's be honest. If you had to put those down on paper, and once you get them down, ask yourself, actually, is there any truth to this? Wow, I love this. I think this is a great topic for the next part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really, because we are so good at being negative to ourselves yes. because it's easy. Yes. And we don't look at ourselves like other people look at us. Yep. We always find reasons. It's just the nature, I think, of the human being. Mm-hmm. And we have to learn to change that. Yeah, we call it reframing. Right. Reframing so writing it down, mm-hmm. all the negative thoughts, mm-hmm. I think is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they're, they're amazing exercises that you can do um, to help you to reframe those thoughts. Um, because the mind is a, it's a, it's a very powerful thing. And if you can reframe your thoughts um, into positive ones, that can have a huge impact on your life and your future absolutely and your health absolutely i read a lot where there's cancer patients Mm. who are who are told they're gonna you know have a short life they Mm. don't have a lot a lot of time left Mm. or you know you have stage three cancer where they shut out negative thoughts they think positively along with other things. I'm not saying just that, but a lot of people have sworn by that. We're just being positive. You're not, your, your brain is basically healing your body because it's positive thoughts and you're not giving it a chance to be negative. Yeah. And, and that is actually something called positive psychology. (laughs) If you didn't realize that, (laughs) that, that is, that is a whole other talk in itself. Yeah. Um, and, and how powerful positive psychology is. Um, there are a lot of therapists out there who, who, um, implement positive psychology and, uh, it, it has amazing, amazing impacts. Absolutely. Well, I am so glad that you were able to come on the show today. 
Thank and you, I'm looking forward to having more segments and continuing our conversation on all different aspects of health, of the reproductive system, of sexual health, and all of the above. So we can find you online. Your business is your integrative nutrition health coach. Your phone number is 727-378-2177. Um, you're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and your email is your inhealthcoach at gmail.com. So if you want to find Robin, there's many ways that you can reach out to her. She's happy to have a free phone consultation with you. And thank you for listening to the show today. Until next time. If you found today's episode informative and thought-provoking, please consider subscribing to the Forbidden Fruit Podcast to stay tuned for more engaging discussions and insightful guests. If you have any questions, thoughts, or suggestions, don't hesitate to reach out through our social media channels or email. Your feedback is incredibly valuable. Before we go, let's remember that embracing our desires, consent, communication, and mutual respect are the cornerstones of a fulfilling and healthy sexual journey. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Forbidden Fruit. Until next time, stay curious, stay safe, and keep that passion alive.